This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118.24 As we begin this time of relaxation and prayer today, make sure you are in a comfortable position. If possible, place your feet flat on the floor. Let your arms rest on your lap. Take a deep breath in, hold it gently, and let it slowly out. Breathe in until your lungs feel comfortably full and hold it, and then breathe out. Focus on your breath moving in and out of your lungs, feeling your lungs fill and stretch, and then breathing out and feeling your lungs contract and relax. Breathing in and breathing out. Think about how amazing it is that this process happens all day, every day, without your having to think about it at all. All day long, all night long as you sleep, your lungs breathe in air, filling your body with oxygen. All day long, all night long as you sleep, your lungs breathe out carbon dioxide readying your body for yet another healing breath. Spend a moment just focusing on your breathing, in and out. Focus now on your legs. Feel the way they are resting. Stretch them out long and tight, and then let them drop back down. Stretch them out again, and then relax. Wiggle your toes and flex your feet and let them relax. Feel a comfortable warmth radiating up from the bottoms of your feet into your calf muscles, relaxing the lower part of your legs, up past your knees, the warmth moving into your thigh muscles, relaxing. Allow that good feeling to travel up the trunk of your body into your shoulders Shrug your shoulders up toward your ears and then let them fall. Lift them up again and relax. Feel the warmth move down your arms toward your biceps, toward your elbows, relaxing as it goes, down your forearms into the palms of your hand. Feel the warmth of your palms. Stretch out your fingers wide then curl them into a gentle fist and relax. Stretch out your fingers again and then let them rest. The warmth moves slowly back up your arms and into your neck. Feel the muscles on either side of your neck tense up and then comfortably relax. Move your head from side to side, slowly rocking back and forth. Relax. Move up to your jaw muscles. Let the muscles holding your jaw slacken and relax. Feel the relaxation move up your cheekbones into your forehead. Let go of any remaining tension in your face. Smile and relax. You are safe. You are loved. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. Nothing to worry about. 
nothing to do. You can just relax. You feel entirely at peace and comfortable. We are continuing to explore a beautiful scripture written in love by the Apostle Paul to the family of faith in the ancient city of Rome. Our passage today is from Romans chapter 4, verses 18 through 25. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about one hundred years of age he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Rome that Abraham's faith did not weaken and that Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. While Abraham really is an incredible example of bold faith, stating that he never wavered is more than a bit hyperbolic. In fact, it could be said that the power in Abraham and Sarah's story can be found in their entirely human, sometimes hesitant trust in God's promises. In Genesis 17, when God tells Abraham that his wife Sarah will bear a son at the age of 90, he is understandably skeptical. In Genesis 18, Sarah is eavesdropping on a conversation between her husband and three angels, and when she hears that she, at 90, is going to become pregnant, she laughs. How wonderful! How utterly human. Although this faithful couple has already experienced the power and majesty of God, although they have been guided and protected and nurtured by God, in this moment they simply cannot wrap their heads around the possibility that God could do something so amazing in their midst. In our world of social media perfection, 
when there is so much pressure to display a beautiful, cleaned up, prettified version of ourselves, our lives, our faith? Do you ever find yourself tempted to present your life as more pulled together, more peace-filled, more successful, more perfect than it is in reality? How does that make you feel about your actual, real life? Take a moment to lift up to God what you see as the difference between the life you want to portray to the world around you and the life you experience in your day-to-day reality. As we listen again to the passage, imagine that this letter was being written to you. Listen to the words as if you are hearing them for the first time. What are you thinking as you hear Paul's words? How do they make you feel? What words or phrases speak to you today? Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, too assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in Him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and He was raised to life to make us right with God. Abraham is considered the father of our faith, the ancestor of our communal connection with the God who created us. This distinction is not based on his perfection, on his never making a mistake, on his never taking a misstep, on his never making the wrong decision or going in the wrong direction. Abraham is the father of our faith, the ancestor of our communal connection with the God who created us, because of his perseverance in continuing to follow God in spite of his mistakes, missteps, wrong decisions. His story is amazing, full of faith and failure, trust and tribulation. His life resonates deeply with ours, and it is easy to see ourselves in his footsteps. Paul writes, because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous, and when God counted him righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, 
it was recorded for our benefit too. You and I, we make mistakes. We step off the healthy God-honoring path. We make wrong decisions. We head in wrong directions. But in spite of that, we keep trying. We keep redirecting, refocusing, and restarting. We reach out over and over and over again to Jesus, seeking forgiveness and love, yearning for connection and peace. And over and over and over again, God is there, waiting for us with open arms. Spend a moment now with Jesus, just resting in God's love, which is waiting here for you. As our time today comes to an end, spend a moment telling God all that is on your heart and mind this day. This day may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace.